Hey, welcome to the John Papaloni Show. Today we have special guest, Todd Baker. Todd, welcome to the show. Thank you, John. Thank you for uh, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Absolute pleasure. This one's going to be extremely exciting because we have a similar background, but I'm going to let you tell your story and uh, let our audience know who you are, what you do, and how you got there. Yeah, no, not a problem. So um, basically, my my company and my journey started probably six or seven years ago, like most people set a resolution, you know, I woke up in one morning in January, looked in the mirror and thought, ooh, that does not look good. Um, so I started out like with most people, like most people, I wanted to lose weight. And my resolution that year lasted a grand total of three days. Uh, I live in Denver, so woke up day four, it's cold, it's snowing, and I was like, I'm not going to go today. And instead of just completely giving up and saying, well, next year or something like that, like I took the day and I really started thinking about why it was so easy to give up and why it was so, you know, why, how could I just stop on something that was so important to me? And I started really digging into myself as far as like, why, like why it was important, why I wanted to lose weight. And it ended up, I didn't really actually want to lose weight. It was, I wanted to get fit. Uh, my kids were 13, 11 or something at that time, very active, you know, playing sports. And in the end, my inspiration was I didn't want to be the dad that had to sit on the sidelines while they were out enjoying and doing all these things, and I couldn't do them with them. So it transitioned from motivation to lose a certain number of pounds to a life journey of getting and staying fit for my kids, for at some point whenever they have families, for grandkids, and being able to participate with them um, you know, throughout their life of activity. And then, you know, so I started walking, walking, walking over the course of a year. I just, it became what I did. I just walked every day. And during that time, I started thinking like, I can't be the only one that's in this, in this mode. Like, you know, everyone hears the t statistics, right? 85% give up within the first six weeks, 99% are done by April 1st. And I was like, you know, there's something to it where, it's not allowing people to actually do what they set out. And for me, it boiled down to simplicity. Um, you know, all these, all these things that you're hearing about how to set goals and how to achieve and all these steps. And I, I just kind of thought it's, it's just got to be simple, not easy, but simple. And so from that was born the company and my coaching business, which I basically focus on people that want more out of their health, wealth, or relationships, and they relish that simplicity and able to make progress within eight weeks. Um, so it's, you know, it's dedication, it's consistency, but the program itself is very simple. So that's kind of where I, you know, where I'm at right now with the coaching business and you know, like, you know, like you as well, as you start to level up your life and start to achieve more, accomplish more, you become an attractor. And like the podcast that I have is born from that. Like it just showed up one day. I didn't ask for it. It just showed up. And now it's like, it's just rolling and it's, I'm just kind of along for the ride. Like, you know, Hey, keep, keep bringing me people to talk to. Cause I love these conversations. You know, it's just it's talking about life and, and really just accomplishing what you want and enjoying it. Yeah, absolutely. Now, before this, you, uh, like you had a real estate license. Yep. Yep. I, uh, so majority of my career, I, sp I spent uh, in some form of housing. I was a lender and I worked for a home builder and then I sold new homes and then I was a realtor. And my first kind of foray into, you know, doing things on my own was, you know, one summer day I was sitting there in a garage with three other people and, uh, you know, my kids are playing baseball and, my daughter's playing softball and I'm watching on this thing 
you know, and it's like watching a pong game. I'm just watching dots go around and getting updates and parents sending me pictures and stuff like that. And I'm like, I'm missing the best parts of their lives in this development. And so I just quit and finished my real estate license. And I was like, I'm still doing the same thing. It's still the same industry. It's just, it allows me to adjust my schedule so I can actually go to these games to be there for them, to support them and, and share in that instead of, you know, watching Atari from 1996. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's why I was saying we have similarities here. And what I mean by that, uh, I mean, in all honesty, um, it's almost where uh, when I look at you, I'm looking at the mirror almost. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, same boat, same uh, in the way that, uh, I mean, look, I got my realtor's license. I've also got a mortgage license. I've, um, you know what I mean? Uh, like, uh, I've uh, done the lending thing myself and, uh, I, I came from, you know, I, I was, my parents were landlords, so I was always around real estate. Um, I came from the marketing business. That's where the difference was. Yours was starting off with the work and I started off in uh, marketing, but concept is the same. We both ended up with a real estate license. We both ended up wanting more time and, um, yeah. And then other things are attracting us. Like even right now where I'm in transition, like I formed a team and, uh, like I'm busy as a realtor. I'm busy as can be, even though in this time and, or I have been up till now. And, uh, yeah, but the thing is I'm not fulfilled. Right. And, you know, so I'm starting to look at life and analyze and that's why I kind of formed a team. So now I can focus on the stuff that I'm interested in and the partner that I joined with, you know, to form this team, he's interested in the stuff that I'm not. Right. It kind of works together. So it's really for me, do or die. This is at the point that's, that's where it is, right? If this formation works great. If it doesn't, I'm off to the next. Right. Right. Cause I, I've, it's progress in life. If you're not progr progressing, you're degressing. You, you, you can't just stay the same. It doesn't work that way. Yeah. There, so there is no such thing. If you're, if you're staying the same, you're going backwards because, exactly. because everyone else is going up 100%. So yeah. So that, and that's what I'm saying. So that there we see progression here and all that. And yeah, you know what? COVID hit us differently. We all analyze things differently. Um, COVID went, it got, you know, you started off at the beginning of COVID, correct? Yeah. Like where it really, yeah. you started analyzing. Yeah. Yeah. Where myself, I went through it and now I start looking going, oh, yeah. I mean, so different start points, but the same kind of thing made you, made us look at what's going on and where we are and why, what are we doing? Yeah. I mean, you know, the, you know, that, that pandemic or whatever, you, you know, it, Pandemic. <laughs> yeah, it, it obviously it hit different people differently, and I'm not here to say I'm not here to say well you got to do this or that. I mean, no, of course not. You react as according, but like for me, I spent like two days of that thing inside, and I was just sitting there and I was going stir crazy. I was like, I gotta do something, and so I'm fortunate where I live, all the paths that. I typically go walk on, they're eight feet wide. So I'm like, perfect. I can go for a walk and still maintain my six feet. And I was pleasantly surprised at the number of people that were doing the same thing. You know, I thought I'd be out there by myself, but no, there was people out still walking dogs, still, you know, with their spouse and enjoying being outside and stuff like that. Um, so it was nice to see, but you know, it, it also kind of brought crystal clear, like, you know, for unfortunately some people like their expiration date came a lot sooner than they may have planned. And that's where for me, it crystallized that formation of, you know, everyone always says work hard, play hard. And I disagree. I'm like, it should be work hard, play always because you never know when that day is going to hit. And unfortunately, if you subscribe to that work hard, play hard, you, yeah, you grind all week, but then you just let everything go like Friday and Saturday night. And then by Sunday, you're five o'clock, you're sitting there going, Oh my God, I got to go back to work again. And you just start repeating the same cycle over and over where it's like, if you're taking those opportunities 
whenever presented with them or making them to always get out and enjoy something. It could be just walking and God, that's a cool sunset or walk around like at six o'clock at night and people's lights are on. And you're like, that's that like, I love what they did with their backyard lighting or their patio. Or that's a really cool, you know, just little things because you, you, you take that time to look around and really enjoy like your environment and the fact that we're actually here. I mean, what, what's the t- statistic? It's like, one in 43 trillion or some ridiculous number that you would be born exactly like you were and I would be born exactly like I am. That's something to be thankful for. Like I exist and I, you know, we beat the odds. I mean, I'll take, I'll take Powerball over one in 43 trillion. Yeah, absolutely. That's, and that's the point, right? So you learn to look through the lens of gratitude, which everyone says, but very few actually do. Yep. Yeah, and there's there's little things that you can do. Like, I I make sure like I I don't take credit for this plan. I did not come up with it. Some very smart man a while ago did, but he says if you dedicate ten minutes every single day, five minutes in the morning and five minutes right before you go to bed, and just take that five minutes and instead of scrolling, instead of watching the last episode of whatever you're watching just take that five minutes and just think of what what you what is going right in your life and i don't care where you're at what scenario you're living just take that five minutes and think about the things that are going right because it puts you in a great mindset to get a good night's sleep and then it starts your day off with positivity and i guarantee if you do that for a week you you will you will thank us that we brought this to you because you're going to have a great week. It's, it's tough not to, because you're starting and ending every day on a high note. Well put. So now, which brings up the point, right? Like a lot of times people look at things and they want to do better, whatever. And it goes back to what you were saying, you know, where people start in then three days and they're just done. Yeah. And right. And a lot of times people are fed the Kool-Aid and in the way that uh you'll go to some events and while you're at that event you're all hyped and yeah 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 and it sounds like rah 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 i'm gonna do it i think i can i think i can i think i can oh boom oh wow it's here and it really we all know that's not the way it works and because we build ourselves up with that hype that hype doesn't last forever then there has to be some form of self-motivation which is why three days later that uh, rah rah is over and so is your uh, exercise for that lack of better description here and so with that being said your plan what you just said there right five minutes in the morning five minutes in the evening it kind of gives you that reminder and i what i'm hearing there is it's a small little steps day by day repeated over and over compounding yep is that key component yep everyone everyone loves comparing themselves to the joneses or to instagram or to facebook and you know, look at this vacation or look at this, you know, amazing lake that they're looking over and stuff like that. But that's not your comparison. Your comparison is to yourself from yesterday. And if you were 1% better today than you were yesterday, that's progress. And because of society, you know, we think, oh, it's not fast enough. I'm not going high enough, fast enough, but it compounds. 1% every single day. And if you think about it, if you kind of need to get your mind around it, think about if you take every single day of a year and you get 1% better than you were the day before every day at the end of a year, that is 37 times better that you are than you started the year. That's a big leap, but you're not taking it in one day. You're just consistently day after day after day. And like you said, like with a lot of these, you know, seminars and motivational speakers and, you know, there's fireworks and Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders and, you know, everything is all hype. And for a lot of people, it takes a lot shorter than three days to lose it. It takes the seminar ends and they go to the bar and yeah. All right. What did you learn today? I learned a lot. What are you going to take with you? Absolutely nothing. And it's because as as a society, we look externally for motivation. But as we all know, like motivation can be fleeting. 
And some days it just doesn't show up. And that's why as part of the program, the most important question you're going to ask before you start on anything is why? Like every fifth grade English teacher taught you, ask why seven times to get to the right answer or to the true answer. And you just keep digging in. Like, why is it important? Who's it important to? And a lot of times what you'll find is what inspires you is it has really nothing to do with the goal except for this one little fine line that draws the comparison between the two. But your inspiration is always there. Like my kids, like they're my inspiration to this day because I'm not going to fail my kids. Like I might fail if a picture of someone standing on a cliff shows up and has a motivational quote, I'm afraid of falling. That does nothing for me, right? But my kids, I'm not going to fail. And so every single day that a question comes in, like, what about this? Or I don't feel it today. That's the fire that's like, no, nah, you're going to do this. Because I got two, I got two kids that are like, no, nah, dad, you're going to do this today. Because we're over here counting on you. That makes sense. Absolutely. And again, you, like you said, it's your why. Now, what I found interesting, and I've heard this part before, but you're kind of proving it, which is that uh, a lot of times we won't do what's needed for ourselves, but we will do something for something that we care about, such as our kids or such as our spouse or whichever, right? Yep. But for ourselves, it's almost like we're hard on ourselves. Yeah. Yeah, it's it, we it, it's self-limiting behavior, right? Like if it's if if your subconscious tells you that this is a selfish venture, and even if it's not, but if your subconscious tells you this is selfish, you're going to sabotage your your route or what what your plan is. But if your self subconscious tells you you're doing this for them, then your subconscious is like, okay, let's do it. And it jumps on board and it pushes you through all of that. And that's why it's it, it's important. That, that's the most critical step of it is figuring out like what, what does that ideal best life for you look like? I mean, you and I could sit in a room with a thousand other people and there's going to be a thousand different versions of what that looks like. And it doesn't matter. There is no wrong answer. It's individual what does your best life look like for you that's where you're going and then why is it that important that you get to those certain levels um you know and 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 taking that journey and just opening up to it and saying okay i'm just going to receive information that's you know that i'm thinking of i'm going to write it down i'm going to do whatever with it I'll take time to, you know, have the subconscious kind of digested at a later date. But right now it's just a brain dump. Like this is what my ideal looks like. Yeah, absolutely. Now, with that being said, there's, um, yeah, where, where I was going with that being said, I mean, like every day is going to look different, but how do you normally typically schedule your day? Like, um, like, yeah, because some people are just like wake up and they just go and do things. There's no sort of order. There's whatever. Yeah. Other people plan it a week in advance. Yada 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 yada. What? How does your typical day and how does your schedule work? Yeah, it uh, it's it's funny. Like everyone thinks, well, you can become self-employed and now you've got this freedom of schedule. And actually, me being self-employed actually strict. It made my schedule more strict. Like you have to dedicate time to X, Y, and Z. So for me, like vitally important for me is I get my, my workout or my walk done first thing. Like I wake up, brush my teeth, get dressed, and I'm out the door. And it's usually earlier in the morning. It's cooler. There's not that many people out, but I can enjoy because it's quiet and that it's time for me to, to think of just, you know, be thankful for everything and put things in perspective. And then, then from there, it's basically whatever is scheduled on my calendar for podcasts, for, you know, additional work that I'm doing, stuff like that. 
Um, but it's very regimented in terms of like my calendar is very up to date so that I know exactly when and where. And then if I, if I need time to work on content or work on something like that, like I book myself into appointments. And the thing that I think a lot of people lack is consistency. It's, it's a superpower. If you're consistent and you're dedicated, those are superpowers. Those are, those are the tools that some of the most successful people in the world, and I'm not talking just strictly monetarily, but just successful people, that those are a couple things that they use to their huge benefit is they're consistent in their approach and they're dedicated to what they're doing and they don't let anything get in the way. Um, so in terms of like my calendar, like I'll look at my whole week just to see kind of where my busy times are. And then typically by about midday, about, you know, here in a couple hours, I'll go through the rest of my week and I'll block out those chunks that are, haven't been filled with preset appointments with work time, personal development. Like I read a ton and I, it's, it's relaxing for me, but I also dedicate time to it. Like I set myself aside time to where I'm reading at least for a half hour, 45 minutes every single day. And it's all sorts of, it's a variety of different stuff. I mean, I'm not reading like Stephen King or Tom Clancy novels, but I'm reading stuff that gives me someone else's perspective on just what the, what a human goes through, um, you know, in terms of inspiration or a different journey, a different path, stuff like that. Right. Makes sense. Now you named your company project nine. Yep. Why? My kids. So my kids, uh, when I was first coming up with the company, my son plays baseball, my daughter plays softball. And when you're playing baseball, there are nine people on defense. And if you look, the symbol that's there is it's a diamond that's tilted a little bit. Yeah. There's the bases. So Project 9 was born because that's what they were into. And I was like, all right, let's go with that. And it's just kind of stuck, you know. And, you know, my my kids wear, wear the hats and wear shirts and stuff like that. And, you know, my son likes to take 100% credit for it, which only kind of partly true but um you know that's that's where it was born and then it was me and 12 dollars in stenciled and graph paper in a couple hours of just doodling and jotting stuff down and you know that i got it to a screen printer and they made an adjustment and there you go that was the logo so yeah i am i am not an art person it literally was like a stencil like i'm drawing circles and like stuff like with that. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. So I would have never guessed that to be honest. Yeah, it was, you know, I was, I was thinking about it and I was, I had them and I was talking to them about it. And I was like, what do you think it should be named? And my son just goes, well, we both play sports. I was like, well, you both play baseball and softball. And he's like, well, what could we do with that? I'm like, well, what do you think? And a half hour later, the two of them come back and they're like, how about, how about something with a nine and a diamond? And I was like, okay, like how about project nine? Yeah, that sounds good. I like that. And I was like, done. <laughs> That's awesome. And I find that incredible how you get them involved in the process. Oh yeah. It's, you know, one of the things that like when I was going through like getting fit, like I talked to them about it very openly. Like this is what I'm doing you guys are why I'm doing this. And I explained, like, I want to be active with you guys. I want to go, you know, if you want to go camping or fishing, I want you to come and grab me and we're going to get in the truck and go. I'm not just going to give you a check and say, here, go have fun. Like we're going to go. Um, and what the, there was a moment that I knew that not only was it important to me that I, that I be active with them, but it was important to them. It was about three weeks in and snowing 
I'm up making breakfast. My daughter comes down and she goes, dad, you go for your walk today. And I'm like, uh, I'm going to see if it, it'll stop snowing, but yes, I will go today. And my daughter, without even batting an eye, just looked me straight in the eye and goes, you mean now? And I was like, yes, I do. And <laughs> it made finished breakfast and out the door I went. But that moment told me that it was important to them that I'm around for a long time and I'm active with them because she called me out on it immediately. So it was, and my relationship with both of them has improved so dramatically just throughout everything because we actually, we talk and openly about all this stuff and all these, you know, what their goals are and what they want out of life. I mean, they're 18 and 16 now, you know, my son. Wow. My son is living his baseball dream. He's at a top-ranked junior college in Oklahoma. Um, oddly enough, the 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 first they had an inter inter squad game this past Saturday. The first pitch he saw of his college career, first pitch hit a ball about four twenty to left, and I'm like, uh, that's about right. So he's off doing that. My daughter, she's like. Doesn't, she's like, I, I don't want to play softball. I want to enjoy my senior year and hang out with stuff like that. I'm like, but it's so cool to hear from that young perspective before society has started to morph them into anything. The sky's the limit for them. And I love listening to them because there is no limit. They're like, I want to do this and this and this. And I'm like, let's do it. That's awesome. Let's go. Awesome. Now, what, like, in terms of your uh, Project 9, like, what's entailed in it? Like, like let's go through the program and yeah. maybe, uh, you know, run it down on how it works. Yeah, so the basically, it, it all starts with, you know, just you send me an email. It's info at project9life.com, and we'll schedule a discovery call. It'll be about a half hour. We just want to know, like, kind of where you're coming from, what you're struggling with, where you want to go. And then how we can help get you there. Um, it has to be a both fit. It has to be a fit both ways, right? Like you have to be the right fit for the program and I have to be the right coach for you. And I'll be the first one to tell you, like, if I'm not the right coach for you, I'm not just going to take money from you and slam you into a program. I'll tell you flat out and I'll tell, I'll give you the names of other coaches that are like, this is better for you. Um, from there, there's a couple different programs. The main one I've got is an eight-week course. Um, it's a weekly group Zoom call. Um, the great thing is that it's you're they're all different stages. You know, someone might have just signed up, someone might have been in it for six weeks, but it's all about learning from each other because someone that's been that doing this for six or seven weeks, they've probably faced some of the stuff that you're going to. And they're open to share it. They're open to just be like, hey, I faced this. This is what I did. And it's a cool dynamic. But the first step before anything else happens, you get a worksheet and a video that just explains it. Like I said, it's simple. There's only four things on this worksheet, right? But there's homework that goes before it. You have to ask yourself, are you currently living your best life? Because if your answer is yes, and you're just looking for a different perspective, that's fine, but you just need to have the proper expectations. Step two is what does your best life look like? Like you have to define this for yourself. This isn't like you don't fill it out on a Word doc that you send to me. This is for you. Um, and then you have to, you have to have, you know, put yourself in a positive mindset, like, Instead of thinking, if I do this and I don't make it, what's going to happen? Don't think about that. Think about if I do this and it works, where am I going to be? And where is that ultimately going to get, you know, get me to? Um, so you got to work through some of these things ahead of time, as well as like what has prevented stuff in the past. From there, then you just you come into that eight week program Every Wednesday at like six o'clock mountain time, it's a live zoom call. And we just start talking about all sorts of different stuff. You know, it could be 
lessons for the day or, you know, things that people are struggling with or successes. I mean, people learn from a successes as well. And, you know, you have a built in community that's there to cheer each other on, which is super cool. So, um, there's, that's the basis of the program. Um, you know, and then I've also got like a year long program. If you want to get more extensive and do, you know, and go through a lot more detail. Um, but for the most part, the great thing about it is the program is repeatable. So like one of the steps is what's next, because you'll find after about four or five weeks, it you'll change from this is what I'm doing to this is who I am. And you're going to start to see more and more opportunities and want more and more stuff. So all you do is you take the same program that you're in, you just add another goal to it, and then you just repeat the process again. And you just keep repeating it and repeating it until you ultimately have what you consider your best life. So, um, you know, and there's all sorts of, you know, post all sorts of stuff all over everywhere. So, um, but that's the greatest thing about it. It's, it's, it's a community-based program that people learn. I, I learn more from people telling their stories than I could ever teach anybody. Interesting. Now, here's a question for you. Yeah. Like, you started this. I mean, I understand why you took the journey for yourself. Yep. Right? But uh, why not continue just selling homes? You know, you did the journey for yourself. You felt... A compelling need to do this versus just continue to sell homes and enjoy your uh, newfound uh, outlook. Yeah, the the biggest reason is I started thinking like towards my expiration date. You know, in I mean, I'm 48, so you know, 40 plus years or whatever from now, and I, like I don't I don't want my legacy to be my kids remem- remembering me as a good realtor. Or, you know, he, God, he sold a lot of houses or he sold that one really big house, you know? So I started thinking about like, what is, what, what do I want to leave with people when I'm no longer here? And what it boils down to me is that my, my legacy isn't necessarily going to be me. My legacy is going to be the stories that people that I've worked with the people, their stories about what they're achieving and they're sharing that journey and teaching their kids earlier on and just having a bigger impact on, you know, they always talk about the top 1%. Oh, the 1% runs this and they do this. And and I kind of look at it, I'm like, what if it was just 2%? Instead of top one, what what if you grew it and it was two? What if you grew it and it was three? all of a sudden society starts to lift everything else up and, you know, rising tide floats all boats. So that's, that's why I decided to fully immerse myself in this and not in real estate is because I think I, I, I know I can have a bigger impact on the people that I touch, that I talk to and that I work with, I can I can have a bigger bubble of influence than I ever could as a realtor. You know, it's like a realtor, it's great. You're still helping people with their dreams, you know, like first time home buyer, first house, or someone selling a dream house so they can move someplace else or something. But it it's they're isolated incidents, right? It's yeah. you know, yeah, you can get referrals, but it's still isolated. Whereas if I can have 50, 100, 200 people on weekly classes, that's a lot bigger impact because, you know, they're sharing that message with their friends, with their families, like people, people see the impact, you know, especially if it's like, if it's a, if it's a getting fit, like if they're really like, I just got to get fit for the same reasons that I did. It is a visual change that people are going through. And that spurs people to ask questions or, you know, God, you and your spouse are, you guys are just loving life. Yeah, this is what we're doing. I, we talk, we, we share, you know, instead of going to dinner twice a month, 
we go for walks five days a week together and we just talk and it's visually like they're it, they're getting to experience more of life and for me it's just a bigger impact on society that i can have makes sense it's uh i find it always fascinating and funny how um nobody ever you know wakes up and says i want to be a realtor today you know what I mean? Like, like it's just not something people don't have not dreamed of it. And you know what I mean? Like it's never been somebody's ambition. And usually stats will show you it's usually a second career, never the first career. Right. Um, and it was just interesting. It's fascinating. And you know, like it's amazing how that happens. And uh, I find that at the same time, like this has been my perspective that uh, I found being a realtor as an agent, you know, just, looking at my peers, looking at colleagues, looking at the past, looking at history and data, it's, uh, I don't think it's even been a long-term career for most. I think most times it's a stepping stool, yeah. right, to whatever. Yeah, because, you know, it's, you know, I mean, Colorado went through, you know, a few years ago where the market was just crazy bananas, you know, you couldn't even put a house on the market without, like, people knocking through your door. Um but the average number of agents in kind of the Denver area is like 13, 14,000. Well, when it was crazy, it was like closer to 19 or 20,000. And now, yeah. now that the market's come back, now it's like 12. And so you're right. It's like people, they, they hold on to a license and they come and go as markets dictate. And yet it's only a very select few that are like, I'm a realtor. I don't care what the market's doing. I mean, you know, when when things went sideways in 07 to 09, people still were buying and selling houses. I mean, it still happened, but the agents they were using was a very select few that proved themselves in those markets. Um, it, and I think it, just human nature, you want to you want to have some impact on society you know in your life um and it's just you know be it that i found this or this found me because of my own journey um i've just i've found my vehicle that i'm like look i i've got value that you know it's it's my story so it's just i just opened the book i'm like this is what i did this is what worked this is what didn't work these are the challenges that i faced and here's how i got around them here, take it, do customize this for you individually, because your goals and your idea of what your best life is are different than mine. And that's great. That's awesome. They could be bigger, smaller, just different. But using someone else that's walked the same path, and then you get into a group scenario where you got a lot more people that are walking the same path, you start to not feel alone in it, you know? And I think that's a big fear of people is that they're alone. You know, uh, uh, everyone, everyone tells me I'm doing great, but I don't feel great, but everyone tells me I'm doing great. So I must be doing okay. And if I do something different, I'll be the only one that'll do it. And it's like, this gives you the opportunity to say, no, you're not. There's a lot of people that want different, but you guys have taken the step and had the courage to actually raise your hand and go, Hey, we want different. We need help. Makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Makes sense. And I agree with you on it. All right. Now with, um, where was I was going to go with this, I was going to go somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> hate, sometimes, you know what, you have something on your mind, but you don't want to cut somebody off, especially when they're saying something good. <laughs> and then you go to, uh, and then, and all of a sudden, okay, now I can enter it. And it's a, a uh, yeah. Yeah. and then you're just staring like, okay, so what's next? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's ironic because this used to be live, right? Like I just started recording now. Yeah. But uh, in the past, it used to be live, and um, that had to do with the contract I took. That I realized I couldn't show up for the same day every time, so I had to start pre-recording, and I kind of just never stopped. Yeah. But it's one of those things that I mean, man. I start to think, okay, if I have this moment now, what did I do when it was live? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I I I had a moment like that on one of mine, and I got to a point where exactly the same thing happened, and I I was recording them as well. But I just I just looked at this girl, and I was like, 
So you just want to like hang out for the next 20 minutes or something? She <laughs> looked at me and I was like, all right, forget it. I'll, I'll come up with something. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> that was funny. Yeah. No, like you got a point. Like even, um, I'm amazed. Like I'm in Toronto, Ontario. Yeah. And, uh, you know, just to touch a point uh, with the realtor thing, we have a population of three and a half million people and we have 80,000 realtors. Yeah. Like that's madness. Yeah, that's just, I mean, that's just like, you know, drop a drop a rock or throw one and it's like, I, I hit three. Yeah, 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 exactly. And, and it's amazing that you can go to a bar and try to network and realize that half the people you're networking are other realtors. Yeah, well, and, you know, like when I when I was getting into it, it was like, you know, the, the common perception was, Oh, well, you just, you, you go to be a realtor and you go buy some signs and you throw them in the ground and you sell some houses. Uh And it's like, that's not exactly how this works. Like there's about 10 hours of work that go into it before I ever put a sign in the front yard. Like I got to figure this out. If, if now there's plenty of people that do just like show up, throw a sign in and Hey, we're open. But to succeed and be good at it, there's a lot that goes into it. And like I said, you know, it took me being self-employed to actually like dictate my schedule, you know, according to what I needed, you know, because if you're in the workforce and working your nine to five, you're working someone else's schedule. You're going to be in a meeting at this time till this time. You're going to be doing this from this till this. And with that freedom, you know, it's like, yeah, you could just like do nothing with it. But if you want to create success for yourself, you have to be disciplined in this is the time I'm dedicating. This is the time I dedicated to something else. And it has to be consistent. Absolutely. All right. I figured out what I wanted to say and it's so simple. Okay, good. All right, moving uh, forward with the uh, next question is when we make adjustments and changes and we even switch career shifts and all that, it's not always what we have in our head on how it's going to be and what actually turns out are not always the same. So there's always challenges that we don't expect and some that we do expect. What were some of the challenges in your transformation? Well, it's, for me, it was dealing with everything that I was challenged with in the past that I didn't get by in the past that now I was like, I, I got to find a way to get around this or get over it or get through it. Um, you know, people, you, you look at like your past history and while it's important to remember the most important thing about either successes or challenges that you faced is don't look at it as failures. They're learning opportunities. Like you learned this does not work for me, or you learn that this does work for me. Um, in terms of specifics, it was just making sure that I was getting up when I said I was getting up. It was, you know, taking days where the weather was not ideal and still dedicating my time to doing what I needed to do, um, you know, to get my walk in or get a workout in, um, as well as being creative. You know, sometimes it's like you look outside and it's like, I, I just, I can't get out, but doing something like be it a, you know, self work, work at, work out at home by yourself or something like that. And, you know, part of, part of the process and part of the, the program that I run people through is, again, before you even start, is putting down what has prevented you in the past. Like, why not? Why Why is this time going to be different than times in the past? And pre-identifying, like, those obstacles that you faced the last times that you've tried something or gone through something. And the, the best kind of visual I can say is, you want to treat those obstacles like you're on the Titanic where you see an obstacle way out in the distance and you start turning way ahead of time. So you're never close to it. 
It's not a speedboat where all of a sudden you're like, oh, God, and then you get a jerk and make that reaction because you've already looked out and said, okay, you know, I'm going to do this, this relationship thing again. I'm going to make every effort. And this is what happened the last time. And identifying those things so that you've got a game plan. And it's not all going to go according to plan. But the more stuff that you can identify before you ever get there, you're at least going to feel comfortable in saying, I've dealt with something like this before. Or I've already thought about how we can navigate whatever the obstacle is beforehand. And having that discussion or, you know, putting those plans into action. So it's, you're, you're almost kind of thinking like, think of where you want to end up and build backwards instead of starting today and moving forwards towards it, start with where you want to end up and start building backwards and saying, okay, I know I'm going to face these things, you know, the, t- the toughest two times are like when you first start because everything's going to be an obstacle. And then when you get really close to where you want to accomplish, those are going to be the biggest obstacles. That middle part, you're, is if you're consistent and dedicated, you're fine. But beginning and the end is where you're going to face the biggest challenges. But if you know that going in and have a game plan, you're giving yourself every opportunity to succeed. Awesome. In light of time, I'm going to get down to the last two questions before I get into what I call the lightning round, Uh which is just a few fun questions. (laughs) Okay. Awesome. Second last question is, how do you know you've had a successful day? Uh, Every day is successful. Like for me, like I wake up because I I put that five minutes in, in the morning and in the night at at night, um, you know, and I spend that time like what's going right in my life what what am i thankful for in my life and sometimes it's like yeah you have appointments that cancel or you know you have a podcast that just doesn't go the way that you expected or you know a client that you thought like you were about to get them to their next level that just didn't quite get there but instead of looking at it as a negative, you look at it as a learning opportunity to be like, okay, I could have done this or, you know, this would have improved it so that you don't repeat those same mistakes. And let's face it, like going to bed every night and waking up every day, it's, I'm thankful for it. You know, I mean, not to, to, you know, make a big long story, but like I've literally had a couple of times in my life where I probably should have been dead twice. And so I, I'm thankful for every day that I have. Um, and I think if you look at it that way, a lot of people like you should be, you're, you're a one in 43 trillion shot that you and I are both here. You're beating the odds. Awesome. Last but not least before the lightning round is people looking for, uh, for you or for your uh, company, where would they go? Yeah, so the best way to get in touch with me is just info at project9life.com. Shoot me a quick email. We'll go from there. Uh, I've also got the website, project9life.com. I'm on all social media, so Facebook, uh, Instagram, YouTube. It's all same same branding, at Project9Life. Um, and you can find, find me there, D- DM me through any of those, and I'll get your message and, um, you know, I'm like a 16 year old kid. I'm never far from this thing, but you know, it's such as life and such as business. So, but yeah, anywhere, anywhere basically you see at project nine life, that's going to be me. Fantastic. Now moving on to the lightning round with question number one, what is your favorite food and why? Ooh, seafood is my favorite. Um, just because of the environment, like I love sitting on a waterside patio, looking at the ocean and having, you know, having a fish or something that like literally a few hours ago, you could see where they were living. Got it. Got it. So 
when you said seafood, I wasn't sure if you meant the fish or if you meant I see food, I eat food. I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> <laughs> I had no, to make a S- joke. <laughs> S-E-A, seafood. <laughs> awesome. Question number two is going to be favorite travel destination and why? Uh, so far has been uh, the Bahamas. Uh, was that a resort that had a private offshore island that you could take a boat to? And there was a, like a, a protected cove that was kind of in there. And there was a huge school of fish that got stuck in there because of the tide. And I was just snorkeling trying to find them and saw octopus and a kingfish and, you know, birds coming down and taking fish like, you know, right there. So it was just super relaxing and, you know, it's, it's all right in front of you. Got it. All right. Third question, favorite book or podcast and or podcast besides yours, besides mine. (laughs) Um, God, you know, podcast is tough just because like part of my education, I've listened to so many and, um, I mean, I still like listening to, you know, like Joe Rogan's and stuff like that, just because they, you know, they, they're unfiltered, I guess. Um, favorite book right now, it's actually, um, start with why, which is by Simon Sinek. Yeah. Yep. And even though it's written from about kind of business, it has a perfect correlation as to what I do, like start with why first and then build from there. So got it. I've, I've read it three times now. Awesome. Last but not least, if you were given unlimited amount of money, but you had 48 hours to spend it, what you spend, you get to keep what you don't gets taken away. What would you do? What I spend, I get to keep. Correct. I would buy every island that I could in the Caribbean, a giant yacht, a couple private jets, helicopter, uh, education galore for my kids, uh, and then whatever they wanted. Fantastic. Todd, it's been phenomenal. Thank you for having, or well, thank you for being on my show. (laughs) You're welcome, my friend. No, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much, John, for this opportunity. And, uh, you know, just, it was a great chat. I enjoyed it. Absolutely. If you like what you saw and you want to see some more, subscribe to the link below. Thanks for tuning in to the John Papaloni Show.